Good morning, all, and welcome to Tuesday's edition of the Midweek League Two Focused on Football Betting Podcast. <clears throat> now, it's Monday morning. The prices are all out there. Everything will firm up a little bit, so we might get a, some more value than what we're going to talk about now. But I wanted to get the podcast out early so people have a time to digest everything that I'm going to say. I'm here with my trusty Colombian, which wakes me up every morning. Um, I've had a few messages about my choice of coffee, maybe telling me that there's some uh, different countries I should try, maybe Costa Rica, maybe Kenya. Perhaps this is a a new segment that we could start um, talking about a little bit more. But anyway, less of the coffee nonsense. I'm moving on to this Tuesday's fixtures. Now, I've called this the game of the day, and it's not really the game of the day at all. It's Bolton Wanderers against Bradford City. And there were much different aspirations for both of these teams coming into the season. Bolton would assume that they'd be up there challenging for the playoff places, whereas Bradford, well, they're probably mid-table finish at best. But they're coming into this game with three points separating them, with Bradford being in 15th spot and Bolton sat in 18th. Now, in some ways, I can see the tide turning in Bolton. Um, there's lots of positive comments coming out of the club. But I think Ian Everett's under a lot of pressure for this game. I really do. And in the aftermath of the defeat, well, not the defeat, the, the draw at Cambridge on Saturday, I'm wondering whether Everett's now lost that dressing room. He made some pretty disparaging comments about young goalkeeper Billy Crellin, who's on loan to them. Um, I'll read the quote directly to you, and I'll let you make your own mind up. I've just spoken to Billy in there. He's a fantastic young goalie with lots of attributes and assets, but we cannot afford him to keep making mistakes. It's that simple. He cost us the first goal, in my opinion, at Barrow on Tuesday, and maybe the second one as well. And then today... This is me saying to him publicly, man up. Wow. I mean, I've there's ways of publicly criticising players. Um, but in this mental health type sort of environment that we all live in, where we're all encouraged to talk more openly about it, to tell somebody to man up, a young kid, this lad's 20, he's not even Bolton's player, is on loan to them. I, I think that's a terrible message to send. And you keep those sorts of things in the dressing room. And and in many ways, if Bolton lose this game, I think Everett's getting sacked. I mean, after the game, he kept saying it's coming. Yeah, I think he was referring to a win and improved performances. But when I hear him saying it's coming, in my mind, yes, mate, it's called the sack that's what's coming we can't really look to support Bradford though in this spot because they're only priced around the two to one level but they've only won four of the last 21 games on the travels their only win in their last 14 away days came last time out at Mansfield when ironically given what we've just spoken about it was a terrible goalkeeping mistake from the Mansfield goalkeeper that gifted Bradford the momentum when they took an early lead Bolton seemed to me to be steadying the ship, and I sense come the end of tomorrow night, the six to four you can take on them to win this game could look incredible value. Bradford, 
from my limited sight of them this season, seem very short on attacking threat. But that said, with the, the threat of that axe looming over Ian Everett's head and the way he's handling things at Bolton, he's under real pressure. There's no way I can I can back Bolton, even though I think they'll probably find a way to win the game at 6-4. to four. Here is the real game of Tuesday night. That's Port Vale against Cheltenham. Now, <laughs> it's always very hard for me to oppose a team that I've backed to win the league title at 18-1. to 1, And Cheltenham have made a fantastic start. But I suppose the, the one plus side when you take on a team that you've got in the anti-post markets is that it's a win-win. Because I'll lay it out. We're going to take Port Vale here, plus quarter of a goal, about 1.75. It's a win-win. If Port Vale win the game, you win the, the bet outright. If you if it's a draw, then you get a half win and your anti-post team picks up a point. And if Cheltenham win, well, happy days because you're on them at 18-1 to 1 to win the league title. So, it, so that's great. The improvement at Vale Park under John Askey has been nothing short of miraculous, really. I mean, the long-term stats under him really belie the recent trends because they're 14-9-7 and seven overall under Askey at home. But five of those losses came in his opening eight games when he was really trying to stabilise matters. So that means they've lost just two of their last 22 at home. That's an incredible record. Now, as I say, Cheltenham have made a fantastic start to the season. They're a perfect 3-0-0 away from home and they haven't conceded a goal. However, in terms of away days, this is a real step up in competition for them. Previously, they've played away at Leighton Orient, Tranmere and Southend. Now, although Tranmere are fancied, they've had a pretty rough start to the season. Now, Cheltenham overall are 5-1-2. and two. But possibly only two of the teams they've played are what I would you know, class as real top half calibre side. So if you do want to continue with my anti-post bet and side with Cheltenham in this game, then I think taking them to win to nil at 100 to 30 is probably the best entry point for you here. They've won each of the last five away games and each of them have come to nil. So if you do want to back Cheltenham in this spot, that's the way to play them. I, though, are more than happy to side with the home team here, plus a quarter of a goal around the 1.75 level. OK, moving on to our third game. But before we do that, sip of the Columbian. And we're heading to Glamford Park. Now, Scunthorpe v Salford is set to take place on Tuesday night. There's going to be a lot more COVID tests today for the Scunthorpe team. And... Given the shambolic nature of Saturday and, and probably Friday, by all accounts, from what they were speaking about on BBC Radio Humberside, um, it's not going to take much more for this game to be called off. It was a shambles on Saturday for Scunthorpe down at Exeter. So you do think they'll be a little bit more organised if this game goes ahead. But if it does go ahead, Salford is sure to be high on everyone's hackers list because, let's face it, people look at the league table. They know Paul Scholes is in charge of them. And they know the class of 92, Bex, Neville and all that are involved. So in terms of the sexy money, Salford will be the play-in. Salford have started the season really well. 3-4-1. and one. Scunny, 1-1-6. One, one and six. Losing five straight games and scoring just twice in those five games. 
pardon me. Now, we're only in week eight of this new season, and it's not normally until around one third of the way through the campaign, so about the 15-16 game mark, before I can even think about backing a League 2 team at odds-on away from home. I am close to doing it here, though. I mean, Scunthorpe are in disarray. I mean, they had so many changes. It was six at the weekend. They did show some spirit. I have to say they showed some spirit at Exeter when they went 2-0 down. Now, whether that was Exeter taking their foot off the gas, thinking they'd done the job, or whether it was the Scunthorpe players rallying themselves, but they did get back into the game at 2-1. They were pressing before they allowed a late goal, which probably gave a flattering 3-1 scoreline to Exeter. But this Salford side, I've seen them play a pre-season friendly against Lincoln, and I appreciate that was when Graham Alexander was in charge, but all of the players remain the same and they're a very well-disciplined, well-organised defensive unit. So there'll be no prizes for guessing that we're going to go down that familiar route that I like. This uh, is going to be one of those games where I'm going to take Salford to win the game to nil. Now you can get that at nine to four with Sky Bet at the moment. Don't sense that will last. So if you want to get on them now, I just think Salford will... Approach this game in a, in a no-risk way. And what I mean by that is that they know if they play a very solid defensive... I'm sorry, have a very defensive shape when they're out of possession. It's going to be very difficult to scum, for Scunthorpe to break them down. And with all the changes and the young players in the Irons back line, mistakes will happen and Salford will have opportunities to score. The fourth game we're going to look at is Harrogate Town against Stevenage. Now, the big question for me in this game is, can Stevenage get a shot on target? Stevenage have failed to score in any of the last five games, and in those five games have registered just 15 shots on target. That's not a great stat, considering seven of those shots on target came against Orient at the weekend, where they lost 2-0. And 15 shots on target and no goals? To me, that doesn't sound like a good conversion rate. And it plays into all of those issues that we spoke of at length about the fact that Stevenage have brought in attacking players who are just not League Two calibre footballers. Harrogate are 19-10 to win this game to nil. But we can't keep going back to the well with that bet. And, and I say this quite strangely, especially in Stevenage games, because as truly dreadful as they are, they will at some point score a goal, whether it be a deflection, whether it be a, a fluky own goal, whether it be a goal from a set piece. So I, I can't do that in this game. And although Harrogate have had a great start to the season, they've gone 4-2-2, two and two, I kind of look at them, I look at them as a club and as a set of play, League 2 players and just think, I can't imagine them winning five of their opening nine games. Now, I know that, again, that's quite a simplistic view, but I don't think they're good enough or consistent enough. Now, I'm not going to say Stevenage are going to win this game, but I, I just think that they might find a way to avoid defeat in this game. So for that reason alone, there's no stats really to back that up. It's just a gut feeling about Stevenage not being able to be that bad for so long and Harrogate not being able to maintain their high standards that they've set so far this season. So regrettably for me, it's going to be a no-bet game. 
Heading down to Roots Hall for game five, a little bit more Colombian, just bear with me, folks. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Lincoln. I've got to close the curtains so I can see my screen and hopefully it'll be a nice sunny day down in South End tomorrow for the home side and God do they need it. If there was ever an opportunity for Stevenage to get off the mark, and not Stevenage, sorry, South End, this could be the game. Now, I'm not saying back South End at 13 to 5 with bet 365 because we have another bet in this game. But Harry Kuehl is under pressure. He's probably also going to be under the blanket tomorrow night with uh, the lovely Cherie Murphy and the kids after testing positive for COVID-19. He's at home self-isolating. But I have to say, I'm flabbergasted that Oldham are nearly even money for this game. They're playing away from home, following a very long journey from Oldham to South End. In these strange COVID times where, you know, you've got restrictions or supposed restrictions on the bus and how what happens when you stop en route, they're one, two and five. So let's get this right, folks. They've won one of their opening eight games and they're approaching even money. That's ridiculous. That said... It's still to be seen as to as to whether Southend are going to be a, a historically bad League Two team. To put the opening few games into context, I think this Southend team could struggle to get to 15 points this season. So if he was on with us early in the season, when I said that I think it's sevens were on for them to get relegated, that's a great bet now looking back. If that's the case, and Southend are going to be a historically bad team, then there's no way you can side with the home team plus half a goal in this game. I sense a better entry point into this match could be the goals market, where yes, on both teams to score is around the four to six market. That looks a bit short. Well, not doesn't look a bit short. It looks a bit short in comparison to the over two and a half goals where you can get 10 to 11. And I'll be honest with you, folks. I'm bartering on it on Betfair at the moment. I'm trying to get about 1.97. I doubt I probably will. Probably have to settle for about 1.92, but I'll take it. I mean, Southend have conceded twice or more in seven of the League Two games this season. Oldham haven't kept a clean sheet. And the interesting thing for me here is the fact that Kuehl isn't going to be in the dugout. If he's not there, barking instructions, I sense the Oldham players will if required, move away from his preferred style of play just to get the job done in what is really for them a must-win game. Because if Oldham don't win this game, the negativity that will surround the club off the pitch will be terrible. Now, I know fans aren't in the ground, but they still find a way to get into that dressing room in terms of the message boards and all the the chatter around the town, the, the the local paper. These players aren't immune from the criticism just because fans aren't in the ground. And if Oldham can concede three times to Stevenage, which they did in the first away game of the season, I'll take Southend to score at least once in this game. And they'll, um, and probably most importantly, Southend will go into this game thinking they'll get something. Very different at the weekend when they'll that long journey up to the Wirral to take on Tranmere in Birkenhead, they probably made that trip knowing they'd lose. This is a game that they have circled. They'll think they can get something. And if they do, then all of a sudden, they've got five points from nine games. 
and they may even find a way out of the relegate. Well, they won't because of the goal difference, but they'll be level on points with teams around them, which is incredible, really, given their terrible start to the season. So, yeah, the over two and a half goals for me there. Final game uh, that we're going to look at. We're going to do half of the 12, and it's Forest Green against Grimsby. And I have to say, can both of these teams lose this game? I'd love it if they could, because obviously that would mean Mark Cooper would have a, a frown, and then all those codheads from the poorer part of Lincolnshire will... Uh, We'll be crying, so that would that would make my night perfectly. Forest Green were best priced three to four to take all three points here, and they're as short as four to six in some spots, which makes them a minus three quarter of a goal favourite, and and that is a spot that I do not want to be back in this Forest Green side in. I think this is another one of those games where people will be drawn into backing Forest Green because they'll look at the league tables. They'll they'll know that Forest Green have been a good side for a number of years, and they'll and they'll back them. It'll probably be the last team that you throw in your acker, probably Forest Green. I would say if you're looking around, but I think you need to be a bit concerned if you want to trust Forest Green in this spot. They've scored more than once in just three of the last thirteen home games. We see how they struggle at home when teams get men behind the ball. Let Forest Green play their beautiful, attractive football in front of them and then struggle to break them down. They're far more adept to playing on the road. And if there's one thing we've learned this season is Grimsby can score. They can find a way to score goals against the very best teams in this league. Now, yes, on both teams, the score is 19 to 20, which is quite appealing for me. For the second game in a row, though, with Grimsby, I'm just going to swerve them. I'm I'm not sure if Aurora Edwards is going to be fit. I, I sense the way he limped off so early the other week that he's not going to be. Um, if Aurora Edwards makes the starting lineup for Grimsby, I think I probably would go back to the well and and take a little bit of the yes on both teams to score. But I but I think he's such an important player, especially away from home with his pace, that I would want him in the side. I think here, if you want a punt in this game, the 1-1 correct scoreline, which is at 13-2, widely available, could offer a really interesting entry point into this game because Forest Green are not notoriously high scorers at the new lawn. Grimsby more than likely won't keep a clean sheet because they're a bit of a shambles, really, with an old man waterfall heading and kicking anything that comes near him. Um. Yeah, 1-1. One, one. I don't know why. just seems to... It kind of plays into that Grimsby will find a way to score, but also Forest Green will find a way to disappoint backers as they often do on home soil. So we're going to have three bets. It's going to be a one, what I'll call a big price, one a medium price, and then one a short price. So we're going to go, hopefully this game's going to be on. We're going to take Salford to win to nil at Scunthorpe. That can be back to nine to four. We're going to take the over two and a half goals in Southend for Oldham around the 10 to 11 mark. And then we're going to take the... Port Vale, plus a quarter of a goal around the 1.75 mark when they entertain our tip for league to Cheltenham. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Obviously, as always, feel free to drop me an email. Uh, 
ukbettingpro at gmail.com if you want to go on the mailing list. As you know, um, we had a great week last Tuesday. I went two out of two at the weekend as well, League Two. So everything's flying at the moment. Fingers crossed, touch wood, all those things. We can get things going again tomorrow night with Salford to win to nil, Port Vale plus a quarter of a goal and over two and a half goals in South NV Oldham. Uh, for all subscribers out there, you'll get the um, magazine dropping in late Thursday night. But until then, best of luck, everybody.